Welcome to Cornerstone Community Church in Galax, Virginia. This week we start a brand new sermon series called Christmas at Cornerstone. We're excited to dive into the Christmas story. This world needs good news and the Christmas story is the best news that we have ever heard. If you want to find out more about Cornerstone, you can visit us online at mycornerstone.org. Thanks for joining us today. About a, about a month and a half ago, the elders met. We made a, a decision for Christmas week, um, our plans. And for Christmas week, we're going to do something a little different this year. And I know we've got a lot of families traveling and people coming around. And uh, one of the things we, we know is that we typically have a lot more people here uh, on that week. Uh, you have kids here, and uh, we don't typically have kids children's ministry that week, and we were just trying to think, how can we do that in a safe way, keep spaced out, uh, do, and it was going to mean doing many more services, or we decided to do something a little different, and that is to move our Christmas service online this year. And so we are doing a Cornerstone Christmas special. Uh, it's going to be a four-part series uh, this, this year, um, and so, you know, this is going to be really neat, and what I think I've got a slide for it up here that you can put up. Um, and so this is, um, this is going to be neat. Uh, December 20th, we're kicking off our Cornerstone Christmas special. Um, and so uh, then uh, the, the 20th through the 23rd, each day we'll release a new uh, kind of new message. And so there, it's kind of a four-part online event. Um, so on Sunday, we'll have three service times, 9, 15, 11, and 7. On Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we're doing noon and 7. So uh, if you're at home or at work, you may be able to tune in at noon. If not, tune in at 7 p.m. Um, and so each day is going to be a different message, and uh, it's really going to be a neat. We're uh, we've got we're filming all this at a very special location. You'll get to see a, a little bit of that. Um, I, this is just going to be something really interesting. It's going to be a family friendly uh, uh, kind of. Each message will be interactive for your family. It'll be a little shorter than our normal services. There's going to be Christmas music that you can sing along to. There's going to be discussion questions and activities for your family that tie into the message. All this is it's going to be really different, but it's going to be neat. And here's the reality, right? By doing something like this, it's going to give you an opportunity to share with your neighbors and your friends and your family. It's going to give us the ability to, to reach even more people this Christmas than even what can, could be here in the building. Um, and so we are excited about this. This is, uh, again, you can see the week leading up to Christmas. Um, on Christmas Eve, we'll be uh, announcing kind of some plans for Christmas Eve communion, how you can take part in that. Um, and then this is going to be at live.mycornerstone.org. So uh, we're going to be updating the way we do our live stream, and we're launching it with Christmas here. Um, so you'll be hearing a little bit more about that as well. So, man, lots of stuff here uh, just to think about as, as it comes up and, and to take part in and to get involved and to get in the Christmas spirit. Uh, but uh, this is going to be kind of a, a, a special time this year. Um, and so just thank you guys uh, uh, for, for I'm, just, I'm just excited. This. I'm thanking you in advance for being able to share and help us get the word out about this. And we'll be sharing a lot more on social media that you can get the word out as well. Uh, but that's kind of, that's our, our Christmas plans a little bit. Now, yes. Yep, <laughs> great. Yeah, take a picture of that. Uh, we'll be posting it too, so absolutely. But that's, uh, 
Uh, this is going to be something really neat, and like I said, we're filming actually this week, so pray for that, uh, that we can get everything done, and uh, it's going to be neat. Um, it's going to kind of going to be like the, the Hallmark version of Cornerstone Christmas. I'm, 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 giving you, I'm giving you big aspirations here, right? Uh, this is this kind of, it's going to be neat. So, uh, but there will be no love story involved, sorry. Um, just, so, with all that, so with all that, let's jump in today. Uh, how many of you, just by, by a show of hands, how many of you feel like we need some good news in our world today? Okay. I, I think that's, if I really think about, you know, that, and that's just how I'm going to open up. Our first point this morning, our world, it needs some good news. It needs some good news right now. Uh, you look around, uh, there's so much, you know, I, I thought as we would go into this Christmas season that things would pick up, and, and when the election was behind us, uh, we'd start seeing some good news. It's not happened, has it? Um, and, and what we're seeing is there's still conflict about the, the election. There's still conflict about COVID and about isolation, both nationally, both locally. There's all the drama on social media. And, and when I get on social media, I was talking with someone this morning about it. it it's like, it, it's, it's almost depressing because what we need and what's lacking is compassion and kindness. Every time I get on, it's everybody ranting and complaining and uh, both sides, every way you look, everybody's just complaining. What we need is compassion and kindness. We have a, a pandemic that's affected us locally in, in a, a very significant way. We, instead of complaining about how the numbers are rising, why don't we reach out and help people who actually have it? Amen? I mean, that's what, as Christians, we need to be reaching out and serving and helping those and quit trying to blame everybody for what's happening. Instead, let's be part of the solution. Instead, let's really reach out and see how we can take meals to those who are hurting and encourage those who are isolated and, and really be the hands and feet of Christ. It's easy to sit behind a, a computer keyboard and complain. But what we need, we need to be compassionate. Um, we just fi finished a series on, on Psalm 23. And in that, if you remember, one of the most famous lines that, that people remember, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, right? Uh, you, we've heard that, and, and I feel like this whole season we're in, we've been walking through that valley. We've been walking through the valley, and the shadow has been cast on us. But here's the thing about a shadow, right? A shadow is temporary. A shadow is temporary. When that, when that, a shadow is cast, we know that the sun's going to come up. And so what we need right now, we need to, to know that the sun's going to come up. We need good news. And, and what Christmas is, Christmas is a reminder that darkness may be around us, that the sun is coming up. That Christmas is a reminder, right, that the world was once in darkness, but God gave us light. He sent his son into a desperate world that needed hope. And that's what Christmas does. And I just want to tell you this morning, if you're watching online or if you're here in person, you may feel that you're in darkness, but know that the sun is coming up, that God has given us light, that unto you a child is born, a son is given that has changed the world. And for here at Christmas, that's what we can celebrate, and that's what we can get excited about. Christmas celebrates the birth of Christ. It reminds us 
that God has entered our darkness of winter, that, that, that darkness of sin, and he's come to bring us light and love and joy and peace. Uh, when we read about Emmanuel, which means that God is with us, what that tells us is God has not forgotten us, that he still cares about us, that he has reached down into the world we are living in uh, to be part of what has happened here. And so really, here's what if you ask, the world needs good news, what is that good news? Here's the first good news. The good news is that God is with us, that God is with us. The foundational truth of the Bible is that God became flesh. John chapter 1 in the message, I love how uh, Eugene Peterson phrased this. He said, the word became flesh and blood and he moved into our neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. He moved into our neighborhood. Think about that for a minute. The God that created the universe by speaking it in, in, into existence, the God that created human life from the dust of the earth, that same God, he left the comfort and the brilliance of heaven to become one of us. The creator became like the creation. He didn't have to, but he did, and he did it because he loved us, right? Uh, he loved us too much to leave us in the darkness that we were in. And, and so he came to earth to be one of us, but to be the one, to, but he came to live that life that we could never live. And, and that is the news that we need to focus on. That is the good news, the good news that God is with us. And so when we look at the Christmas story, this is the best news of all. God, have you ever really stopped to think about, I mean, God could created the world, and this is kind of what deism believes, that God created the world, got everything in motion, and then stepped back and became hands-off. Say, okay, he, I created it, now let's just see how that plays out. God didn't do that. God created the world, spoke everything into existence, and, and he said, it, it is good. But then he became involved in the lives of his people. He saw when they were hurting. He heard when they cried out. He reached out and he sent them messengers. He sent them prophets. He sent them miracles and blessings to sustain them in their time of need. And then when it seemed like all hope was lost, he sent Jesus, his very own son. And he did that so that we could be reconciled back to God, so that there could be a way that we could be forgiven of our sin, that we could be made right with God, and we could live with him for eternity. That is the, the message of Christmas is all about. It's that when God stepped in to do something about the darkness that we were in. If you read the story in Matthew chapter 1, this is what it says. Um, uh, th this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sin. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, 
She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took Mary as his wife. He did not have sexual relations with her until the son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. So what we have here is just a remarkable story about the birth of our Savior. We have this story, and what's remarkable about it uh, is that it's pointing back to a prophetic message that was over 700 years prior that we find in the book of Isaiah. Uh, this Christmas story refers back to Isaiah 7.14. And Isaiah 7.14, a very significant verse that we just repeated, right, in the New Testament, again, over 700 years before, uh, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, what's interesting about Isaiah is that it has more messianic prophecies in the Bible than really any other book. And when we look at the book of Isaiah, what we see is that the people in Judah were under oppression. They were fearful of the Assyrian army that was getting ready to invade. They needed good news. They were living in darkness. They were losing hope. And this is the message that God gave them. Now, if you think about this message to, to King Ahaz and the people of Judah, and, and you're like, okay, this is the news that you're going to have. The Lord's going to give you a, a, a sign. And, and this happens 740 years later. Okay, is that, would, would you consider that good news? Okay, you know, here's what's going to happen, but it's not going to happen in your lifetime. <laughs> that, that's really what this message is. There's good news coming, but it's going to be fulfilled in a way that you are not expecting. Um, and so what this is, it's a sign to every generation of believers that God does care, that God has not forgotten us, and he's telling us the Messiah is coming. It's coming through the house of David, um, and there's no way your enemies can succeed against you, right? Right? because God's purposes have not been fulfilled yet. And so that's really the good news here, is that God knows about our struggles. He knows about the darkness. He knows, and He's done something about it. He knows what we're going through. He hears our struggles. And I'm just telling you, I, I, as I've talked to people this year, and, and, and I keep, you know, People are just frustrated. They're tired. They want this to be over with. They want things to get back to normal. And they're... And, and many people have gotten to the point, it's like, okay, God, uh, are, do you even care? Do you listen? And I, I've seen some people kind of turn their backs on church and, and even God's people. And it's because, right, they're like, they feel like they can handle this on their own. Here's what I want you to hear. Now, if you're watching online too, I want you to know, right, that God still hears. He still cares. And this is, this is the good news, that he sent Jesus right, to fix the darkness that we're living in. And so it really comes down to, right, are we looking to Jesus for the hope that is within us? And so when we look at this Old Testament prophecy, um, and then Matthew repeats it, Matthew is saying that this child who's to be named Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the promise that God will be with us, that God will be with us. And so when, we, when Jesus Christ appeared on the earth, he was born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit. He became, by definition, Emmanuel, God is with us. 
That, that's what this is all showing us, that he fulfilled this promise that was made during the time of Isaiah. And, and so Christmas morning, we celebrate the birth that God, the God who created everything came to be with us. That's the good news, that we have God's presence. And, and, and so when we think about that, right, um, you, you see this thread throughout the Christmas story in Luke 1.28. Uh, when the angel appeared to, to Mary, uh, this is what the angel told her. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And, and some of us just need to know, right? The Lord is with us. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, as we go throughout the story, not just of Christmas, but of Easter as well, what we find is when Jesus went to the cross on our behalf, he paid the penalty for our sins. He ascended into heaven and, and he left us with his presence forever through the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit indwells us, lives within us. The Holy Spirit gives us strength. It gives us peace. It gives us comfort. It helps us in our, the time we need it the most. But this all started when God says, God is with us. Emmanuel. And so that's really the first truth that the angel proclaims to Mary that the Lord is with you is the promise we need to hear today. We need to know that God is still with us. He has always been with us. He will continue to be with us in every time we need. So here's the second part of that good news. The good news also that Jesus came to bring light into darkness. He came to bring light into darkness. We... Um, when we think about this, and again, it was a time of darkness in the world uh, when Jesus came. Uh, you, you think about the, the time between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We have about 400 years there that, are, are, that, that really, they were just in a period of waiting. It's been called the 400 silent years. And, and imagine that if you, uh, for centuries, 400 years that people were waiting to hear from God. They were wanting to know, okay, is God still there? Is he still hear us? Does he care about us? And, and what broke that 400 silent years was the birth of Jesus. Now, that's really when everything changed. And what he did, he brought light into darkness. Um, 1 John 1, John describes this. He says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes. We touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. What we read in John chapter 1, right? He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he uh, is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with uh, the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things uh, so that you may fully share our joy. This is the message we have heard from Jesus, and we now declare to you, God is light. And in him, there's no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. 
But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Have you ever read that in in light of Christmas, right? Uh, And really thought about that? The one who existed from the beginning became one of us. We, We saw him, we touched him. It was God incarnate, God in the flesh. He was real. He really came, he really lived, and he really died for us. And because he died for us, now we can fully live. Now we can live in such a way that we have fellowship with the God who created us, that we're no longer in spiritual darkness, but we really uh, have fellowship with him. We're forgiven of our sins. Uh, We're living in the light because we're no longer in the darkness. I feel like so many people are hurting right now. I want you to understand that the Lord is with you in a, in, a, in a powerful way because Scripture says that He is the God of all comfort who comforts us in our trial. So if you're feeling you're in darkness or uncertainty or you're feeling abandoned or alone or forgotten or struggling or depressed or anxious or lonely, uh, God... God can relate. He knows what you're going through. And he wants you to know that you don't have to be in that darkness anymore. You can live in the light. Can I be honest with you about Christmas for a minute? For many people, Christmas is not a joyful season. Christmas is a reminder of what's been lost, not what you have. It's a reminder of those people who are no longer with you. There's pain and loneliness and forgotten memories and With COVID this year, I think mental health has become a a topic that's on everyone's mind. How are our kids handling this? And and how can we be cautious but not live in complete fear? And what will the long-term effects be on mental health, on suicide, on job loss, on finances, on uh, all this stuff, on churches, on ministries, on... I mean, you can, keep, you can keep going on and on. How many small businesses will close because of this? And this, this has had some pretty dramatic effects on the world we live in. Uh, that's when we remember in, in the darkest times is when God shows up and when he shows off. That's what we see in the Christmas story. In the darkest time, it's when God shows up. It's when he shows that he cares. Um, one of the things I love, um, um, if you've ever gone on a mission trip with us to Nicaragua, uh, Pastor Don has a saying, and he may be watching this morning. He texted me this morning actually praying for our services, and um, he, he tunes in a lot. But one of the things that you'll, you'll hear down there is just another day on mission, we're pushing back the darkness. We're just pushing back the darkness. That's just the saying that you hear when we're down there. We're pushing back the darkness today. Just another day on mission for God. And there's so much truth to that. Every day that we're alive, what are we doing? We're pushing back the darkness. We're bringing light to a dark world. We're bringing light and hope and joy. And that's really what the mission of the church is about. We're establishing outposts of light in a land of darkness. And that's, I mean, that's what church is, right? It's the city on a hill. It's the, the light that is giving light to the community around us. It's pointing people to the one that can meet their, their deepest needs. It's pointing people to the one that can forgive them of their sin and give them eternal life. And so what we do, we enter into communities that are in despair. We preach the good news about 
our King, how Christ has overcome this, uh, this empire of sin, how He's overcome death and hell. We preach this uh, good news. We live it out day to day in Christian community for the world to see. And why do we do that? Uh, why, we do it to shine our light. So to, people can see the Jesus that has saved us. That's why Matthew 5, it says, right, you are the light of the world. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you're the light of the world. It's like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light for everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see this so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And so as, as we serve in this community, it's not about us. It's not about Cornerstone. It's not about, uh, it's not about bringing attention to ourselves. It's about bringing attention to Jesus. We're, we're, we're reflecting the line of Jesus for the world to see so that the world can see Jesus clearly. Uh, that's really what it's about. Um, the, the reality, right, this world is in darkness, and, and they need to know there's hope. They need to know a new day is coming. There's a line in, in, in Lord of the Rings uh, by, by Sam. Uh, if, you, if you have watched the movie, read the book, uh, Tolkien, uh, and Tolkien wrote the Lord of the Rings in, in, a, in, a, in a dark time in history too, going through the war and all the devastation of the war. And, and this is what he wrote in that. And uh, he said, it's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. I love that. It, it will shine out all the clearer. There's a day coming, right? And all this that we're going through, all this that we're experiencing, we're going to look at it in the rearview mirror, and it's going to make the light that we're in now shine all the clear. We're going to look at it, and we're going to say, you know, that wasn't great, <laughs> right? We didn't love the time we were in it, but now we're in the light. We, now, we're, now we're seeing what it means to, 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 to keep pushing back the darkness. Now we see our mission even clearer. And so let me just say, like right now through this, it's given us as a church the opportunity to keep doing ministry. It's given us the opportunity to keep pointing people to Jesus. Uh, we, we've expanded our online ministry and we're getting ready to expand it even more over these next few weeks. I'm excited about that. that that's an opportunity to reach more people with the hope of the gospel. Um, we've been able to feed hundreds every single month through our community meal. We've been able to, to keep partnering with the soup kitchen as they've given out food boxes. We've worked with the Hope House. We've supported so many local ministries, Joy Ranch, Willing Partners. Uh, uh, we've supported, uh, just last week we sent another check to, uh, to Nicaragua to help uh, with what they're going through. The money we typically spend on mission trips since we weren't able to go this year, we just went ahead and sent it to them anyway, right? And this is to keep supporting the work they're doing. And, and if, you, if you're not aware, Nicaragua has had two major hurricanes hit within two weeks. And the eye of the hurricane hit within 15 miles of each other. 
One came, and two weeks later, they had another one hit 15 miles away. One was a Category 4, one was a Category 5. And the second most poorest country uh, in Nicaragua. Uh, crops have been devastated. Homes are destroyed. I mean, this is, lives were, I mean, there's significant flooding across the whole country. This is, there are real needs around us. And, and, and here in Galax, Virginia, you are making a difference. You're part of that. Instead of stand, standing back and watching the news and saying, oh, yeah, I hate that for him, we're, we're actively doing things right here in our own community, but also around the world to help push back the darkness. And, and so there's so many things that happen each week and so many local needs that are met. We don't announce all of them. We don't, uh, we don't, we're not always out there posting on social media. Look at us. Look at how good we are. We it's not about us. It's about Jesus. And so uh, just know that it's because of your generosity, because of your support, that this church has pushed back the darkness in Galax. I remember uh, it's probably been 10 years or more ago, uh, standing here and saying, this church, we need to look more like the community we're in. And, and asking you guys, hey, would the community even notice if we shut our doors? And at the time, it was a very real question. I'm not going to lie, right? As the church was getting started, we, we, that's a very real question. Unmistakably, I would say right now, this community would miss us if we we're gone. Because you have made a difference in the lives of so many people in this community. Through your generosity, through your love, through your service. And what it is, it's letting people see the light of Jesus in a dark world when people need hope. And so what Christmas is such a time to remember why Jesus came. He came to be with us. That is good news. He came to bring light when a world was in the darkness. And so it's so easy for us to look at pain and suffering and the spiritual blindness and the wickedness and, and just become discouraged by all of it. Why doesn't God do something? Why doesn't God care? Why won't he step in? Christmas shows that he did. Christmas shows that he did care enough to step in and do something about it. Uh, Isaiah 58.10, uh, another uh, uh, scripture here in, in Isaiah, feed the hungry, help those in need, then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. It's what the church is doing. It's what Christmas is about. That, that, that we keep doing what God has called us to do. It's not about Christmas pageants and plays and, and little uh, manger scenes. Yes, that's cute, and that tells the Christmas story, but the result of that, what is the result of that? The result is that God is with us and that this is the mission we have to keep pushing back the darkness. So in this series, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be diving deep. We're going to be looking at the, the names that God introduces to us about our Savior in Isaiah 9. Uh, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's the good news. That's the good news that we have. And that's what, why this Christmas special is going to be uh, very special, right? Uh, let me just ask you a question this morning as we kind of wrap up. Do you really know God in this way, that he is with us, that he cares, that he is actively involved in our life? Do you know him that way? Have you experienced God in that way? 
uh, Emmanuel, God is with you. Because here's the reality, our last point this morning, our greatest problem is that we're separated from God. That's the greatest problem in our world today. We need good news. Here's the biggest problem we're facing. We're separated from God because of sin. That's why the world needs light. Yes, we need to serve and feed the hungry and help the poor. Why? So we can help them understand they're separated from God and we can share the gospel with them. It's the greatest need. It's the greatest need. We cannot forget that. John 1.12 says this, But to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To all who believed him, who received him, who received the greatest gift that we've ever been given, right? That's the good news. Uh, Paul said it this way in Romans. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He goes on in verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor neither angels or demons or the present nor the future nor any powers, neither heights nor depth or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Understand this this morning, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And that love was demonstrated the very first Christmas when Jesus came um, as, a, as a lowly baby in a, in, a, in a stable far away from the hustle and bustle, far from the kingdoms of the world. He came to become one of us. And so you, you've got to remember that Jesus cares about the normal, everyday, average person. <laughs> I think to me, it's, Christmas is that reminder. He didn't come for the kings and queens. and I mean, He came for everyone, but He came as a normal, everyday person so we could relate. I'm thankful for that. And so let me just ask you this morning, if you're suffering in darkness, if you're hurting, if you're in pain, if you're separated from God, there's hope, and the hope is in Jesus Christ. The praise teams are going to come back up. We're going to close this morning. Um, I just want to lead us in a prayer this morning. If you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity to forever be changed, to, to put your faith, your trust, in the only one who can bring light into the darkness. Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the Christmas story that tells us a story of hope. The story that you have not forgotten us, that you care about us. Heavenly Father, I'm thankful that when we read this story, we learn how God is with us and how you came to bring light into a dark world. I pray that as a church, we can continue pushing back the darkness. We can continue sharing your light, sharing your hope, sharing your word, sharing your love. Lord, give us the strength we need to not be become weary, to not grow tired, to not become discouraged in a, in a world that seems like everyone just wants to complain. Instead, Lord, let us pick up the, the towel, bend down and and wash feed and feed the hungry and, and care about those who are hurting. Reach out to the, the lonely. Reach out and, and, and do something about the oppressed. Help us, Lord, as we minister not only here in Galax, but around the world. I pray right now in advance for our Christmas offering that's going to be used in a, in a mighty way to, to keep pushing back the darkness. I pray, Lord, for uh, just 
everything you've done through this church, through the lives that have been reached, through the, the hearts that have been changed, through the hope that's been given. And if there's just anybody here, let them read the words that we just read that to all who believed in his name, to all who received them, they have the right, the privilege to become a child of God. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we believe in our hearts that God, you raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Lord, we just thank you. We lift up the name of Jesus today. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So as we close today, it's your opportunity to respond. What did God say to you this morning? What are you going to do about it? Uh, there's lots of ways you can get involved. Maybe it's to sign up and help uh, uh, pack these gift bags for our local nursing home residents. Uh, maybe it's to pick up an angel tree and, and help a, a child whose parent has been incarcerated. Maybe uh, there's just so many ways. Maybe it's your neighbor that you know you just need to pick up the phone and call and check on and go get groceries and see how they're doing. Whatever it is, let God speak to you and do something about it. And if you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity. Come talk to us. Let us show you what it means to be saved. We've got communion set up. We've got our prayer box by the cross. And we can just stay right where we are and praise God too. Let's stand together as we close today.